The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, catch us up with what's going on in Denver today. Well, Denver's quiet, actually. I, I had the opportunity, Chris, and good morning to you. I had the opportunity to go down and watch Army Air Force Commander's Cup football game in Arlington, Texas. A good friend of mine, Brian Lauber, a lot of you know he's in the industry, was able to uh, procure some really good tickets through an old friend that owns a sports marketing company. So I got to go down there and watch um, what I think college sports is all about. And why I say that is for those of you that watched it, first, it was a phenomenal experience. I got to tell you why is when you honor seven or eight Medal of Honor winners that are alive and not posthumously, um, that's pretty darn cool and all in its own right. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, Mike. So in that regard, it, it, the whole thing was pomp and circumstance and camaraderie. Army actually won the game in overtime. For those of you that are interested, I both won the under and my bet, so I was happy. That part was cool. Uh, General Milley was there. There was a lot of dignitaries, but what was phenomenal, Chris, for those of you that know how the service academies play football games is, one, there's typically not a 340-pound lineman. Would you agree? Absolutely. PT tests still exist in military, so there's a little bit of difference. But what's amazing is, the victors and the losers, um, and there's really not a loser when these happen. The Army Navy's the last game of the year, as you know. But when you walk across the field and you sing the the, the Air Force cadet song first, and then every single player on both teams walks together. And my point is they walk together to the Army side where all the cadets are, and they sing the Army song. It's about, you know what, I don't care who you are. If you don't have a lump in your throat and you about have a tear, you're crazy. Because what you realize they just finished playing their hearts out. And at that very moment, they realize they're on the same team going forward. I just find that so heartfelt and so wonderful that, it, you know what, it, it, it breathes a fresh air, breathes, excuse me, a breath of fresh air into my body that, you know what, we still have America, we still have a flag, and we still really, really, really are all lucky people and in a good place. The weather here, Chris, real quick, we are about to have an all-time record for no snow in Denver this late in the year. So that's where we are right now. We're still in 50s and 60s, and we have always had an October storm. Didn't have one. We're now in November. And forecast for snow in the city of Denver, I think it's zero for the next 10 days. So once again, we're probably going to set some all-time record that nobody wants. There is snow in the mountains, but we could use a lot more. That being said, what's going on in the world of DI? Boy, Mike, uh, that is always a great question. I think one of the things that I always struggle with is I think we need more energy in our industry and, and we're, we're, we're getting a little bit of that, you know, with some carriers coming into the market. New York Life gonna, has their proprietary product. Mass Mutual is getting into brokerage in a big way. That always helps, but that's not going to be enough. We need more. And it's not like in, in the space of this episode that we're going to solve that. But I do believe that the more that people like us and a, a lot of others in the industry keep beating that drum, is the chance of success is greater than if we all just kind of just hunker down and not expand our horizons. Chris, I just gave that little story or parable, if you will, about, and this was Army Air Force. 
about at the end of the day, the game was over, heartfelt loss to the the Air Force, great win for the Army cadets. But here's what happens again, just to remind everybody. They were all on the same team as soon as the game was over, knowing what their future is and that they would depend on one another and work together as best they could. You and I started this podcast, Chris, about, oh, what, a year and a half ago, going on two years now? Going on two years, yep. Going on two years. And I remember when we started the podcast, there was a lot of people in our industry that thought that you and I were going to what? I'll say it. Try and steal their brokers through our podcast. Remember? Like it was yesterday, Mike. And it's so funny, and I'm not going to mention a single name, but anybody that does listen, you know who you are, and you know we've never stole a single person in two years, don't want to steal a single person. This is for the benefit of all in our industry, and I think podcast is a decent medium to get out there and do that. And that being said, nobody really cares that you and I do a podcast anymore. I will mention that IDIS, I must have had at least 20, 25 people say thanks for what you do. I drive in my car and I get a 15 minute listen to you running your mouth, Chris and Mike. And it's kind of awesome because we're going into an appointment. Sometimes we all go in a little blank and you just gave me something to go in with. So for that, I'm greatly appreciative. And so is Chris, because if we can help you in any way, everybody, anybody in any way through this podcast, that's what we'd like to do. That being said, Chris, let's talk about podcast in general for a minute and how effective it's been for you and I and what your thoughts are. Yeah, Mike, it's a great question. And and I you have had and I have had the, the following question. It's kind of a two-parter. Chris, should I do a podcast? Or Mike, how do I do a podcast? And I passionately believe that a podcast doing a podcast for your targeted market is an awesome business development tool. And let me let me give you an example. If I were in the financial advisory world or the employee benefits world or you know, the life insurance world and my primary market, let's just say it is as business owners. Okay. Cause we all say that's the great frontier for disability insurance. And I was parachuted into Dallas, Texas, and I didn't know any business owners. What I would do is I would create a podcast. I'll just pick a name, the Metroplex Business Weekly. And what I would do is every week is I would interview a business owner about his or her business, how they got started, what were the challenges, what's going on today, how did COVID affect their business? And just talking to them uh, about their business. Now, here's the beauty. There's a, there's a two part beauty in doing this. Number one, by having that conversation, it's very similar to what some people would call a fact finder. So you gather a lot of information regarding that individual. Secondarily is once you post that episode is you can send the link to the person that you interviewed and then they can use it in their marketing efforts, whether they put it on their website, they put it on their social media. They send it out in an email. It allows them to tell their story without selling. So let me give you an example, Mike. I was working with somebody in the banking industry, which is you know financial services, and he targeted uh, manufacturing firms in the Spokane, Washington area. And I suggested to him to do the podcast, and he took the challenge. And I saw him about six months after he started, and I said, hey, James, how's the podcast going? I said, I really love it. I, I listen to every episode. But what are the results? And he goes, well, Chris, I've done eight episodes. Four of the eight people that I interviewed, now remember, this was a business podcast, not a banking podcast. Four of the eight wanted me to talk to them about their banking needs. And two of them have become customers. And in the market that he plays in, that generates a lot of revenue. So the point being is, 
by just having a conversation with somebody, adding value to them, he was able to do great job in business development. And so come full circle, I think it's a great idea for the producers that listen to our podcast to consider starting a podcast and interviewing the people that they're marketing to. What would you say the duration should be? Let's let's do a four minutes, not that we're great at this, of technically. You have a lot more experience than I do. See, what people are afraid of is that you won't have the content. And what I remember you and I, you, you, we decided to be, and we're almost have always abided by this rule. We're no more than 20 minutes. Try to be closer to around 15, correct? Yep. And so if you were doing this, what would you suggest that somebody should do for a time? Because the longer you talk, the less interesting we all become. You know, Mike, it's 20 to 30 minutes. And and here's the reason why is that number one, that is a, that's, you know, the average commute in this country uh, when people were commuting, right? was about, you know, under just under 30 minutes. And you had mentioned earlier about people were driving and listening. And also a lot of people are working out and that's that time frame. So people don't just tend to wake up and listen to a podcast. They do it when they're commuting or they're working out. Now, I always tell people when, when I listen to podcasts, I listen to podcasts when I'm, I get on an airplane, right? And I'm traveling from Seattle to somewhere where I'm going to, to do a coaching session. That's where I consume my podcast. So everybody's a little bit different, but I, I really think that that 20 to 30 minute is a sweet spot for the reason that you said so many adults today have the ADD and keeping them for much longer than that is challenging. So that that's always been my recommendation when people ask me that question. And, you know, I think the other thing, Chris, people worry about content, right? Even you and I did. And it's interesting that some days we can really not have any great ideas and we probably have never had many or any. But what we do at the end of the day is we talk for a couple of minutes beforehand and say, where should we go today? What are we focusing on? And I think you'd be surprised if you think about a practice as a financial planner specifically that does everything if you are a broker broker, this still could work for you because your target audience, Chris, could suddenly be insurance producers, correct? That's a great example. And to me, if I were a broker broker, I would create the exceptional producer podcast and I would interview those producers and to develop that relationship, deepen the relationship so they would feel confident referring me to their DI business. But what I'm doing in the exceptional producer podcast is just really letting them tell their story. And again, then they can use that link in their marketing efforts. And I, I told you that, you know, I just recently had an opportunity to see some doctors and, and we talked about that just a week ago and was able to present. And one of the things I walked away with after some minor reflection sitting in a car driving in traffic was, you know, there was maybe 20 hours of information, possibly 30 hours given in a 90 minute presentation. And what I mean by that is my little world of disability insurance and income protection took up way too much time for the other person because there were so many questions. So if you started the segment today, we're going to, you know what, I'm going to explain compound interest in the rule of 72 and talk about Albert Einstein for that. Chris, you can do that for 12 or 13 minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, so, and again, Mike, I, I always tell people when they say about the podcast is, you know, the first thing you got to understand and determine is who is your audience? You know, whether it's is your audience, the doctor is the audience, the practice manager who's running multiple doctor's office. Is it other financial advisors? Is it business owners? And then once you understand who your audience is, then you can start creating your content. Now, Mike, let me say one thing. I'm gonna go back to my business owner example. 
is that if I do the business owner podcast, I do Metroplex Business Weekly. See, I'm not concerned about how many people listen to my podcast. My concern is, is I develop a relationship with the person that I'm interviewing, developing and deepening a relationship. Absolutely. And I think that's the most important because over time, if you develop a relationship, Chris, is it okay if somebody like, would you have any problem asking me for a referral for anything? I would not, Mike. And there's a reason because we have a relationship and we go back. So think about if you have a business owner, you get to this point, you have that relationship and it's, we'll call it fairly tight. And I always tell people, if somebody has a family and you know their children's names, you got a good relationship. If you know their birthdays, you got a great relationship. I mean, so because I've heard it so many times, yeah, yeah, that guy's really tight with him. And I go, what grade are his kids in? What do they do? I don't know who his kids are. Well, then it's not as quite as tight as you think. Just as an example, for those of you listening, but you can ask for referrals. There's one other thing, Krista, that in this type of podcast, you and I pontificate back and forth, listen to each other talk, and hopefully try to give our listening audience something that they can take away. One of the things I think if you're doing a podcast from producer to retail is, Chris, you've heard me say this, you need, you, the goal is to ultimately build a relationship. And depending on whether you're interviewing or talking about I've always said one of the things that I like to have happen, and this used to happen to me, Chris, when I worked for a big company, and everybody knows where I worked, but the marketing department, I used to tell them every quarter that I'd go in, why do you always have to tell the entire joke and the punchline? Allow me to tell the punchline. In other words, give somebody a reason to continue to talk to me. It's like even interviewing a business owner. If you say something as simple as you know, business overhead expense, and the guy goes, I don't have it. You go, you don't have to go deep on it because he is going to, or she is going to call you, Chris, and probably go, I wasn't exactly sure what you were talking about there. What did you mean by that? I got, I got the 35,000 foot view, but how does it really work? You know, you can say in OE, Chris, we'll use this as an example as a podcast, business overhead expense. What does it do, Chris? It pays a monthly benefit is what I like to say. If the business owner burns down instead of the building burns down. Oh yeah, that's really interesting. So, well, what does it cover basically? What do you mean? So, it covers like like my office, my people. Exactly, how's it work? I'm the business owner right now, folks. How's it work exactly? Yeah, Mike, it's going to cover all of your your fixed expenses other than your own salary. Is it expensive? You know, Mike, what's really amazing is probably the most affordable uh, product in the income protection portfolio. And the good news, Mike, is uh, it's a hundred percent tax deductible, uh, no matter what type of business entity you are. Uh, Chris, you caught my ear on tax deductible, and I know we don't have enough time to go deep today, but I think that's something that I don't have that I might be interested in because I do have 12 people. I have some very important people. Um, I have two different locations that I own the buildings, so I'd like to know more about this. And that's where you can leave it, Chris, right there. Yeah, you know, Mike, it's there's just so many ways and directions that you can take with a podcast. I'm going to say a couple of things before we get out of here today. I want to go back to your referral comment that you made. So think about this. Instead of asking for the typical referral, who do you know that I should contact? If you have a podcast, you can now say, hey, Mike, who do you know that would be a great guest for my podcast? Now, you know what example I gave, we're going after business owners. Boy, it takes on a whole different meaning to the person you're asking for. So that's number one. And then number two, if, if anybody has any inkling of an interest in a podcast, my recommendation is they buy the following book. It's called The Podcast Journal. 
It's written by John Lee Dumas. He's one of the world's uh, most preeminent podcasters. The subtitle of the book is 50 Days to Launch Your Podcast. And so it takes you just baby steps all the way through. So if you have any inkling, get the book, read it. If it makes sense, do it. If not, don't. But if you do have some more questions, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to Mike or I. We're happy to help you and let you know what we what we found success doing. Chris, that is an awesome point, by the way. Best point of the day, inviting other people and using that referral source to come to your podcast. Because I even tell my youngest this, shy people even like to talk when given the chance. You are so right. Because in the podcast that I've done over the years, where I've done ex- this exact deal, where I talk about how they got started, what were their challenges uh, back back then, what are their challenges today, and then whatever might be going on. You know, today we certainly would be talking about COVID. We may be talking about uh, mandatory vaccines. I mean, there's so many things to talk about that people just want to to be heard. But again, what's really cool about all this is that it allows them to tell their story without selling. And then they can use it in their marketing efforts. So you've actually added value just by asking great questions. Chris, right on, my friend. I hope you have an enjoyable rest of the week and a great weekend. All right, Mike. Great talking to you. Be well. 